Welcome back to Coffee and Cannabis. It's the show where I interview professionals, researchers, and thought leaders in the cannabis space to help bring you deeper insight into who these individuals are and how they're shaping the cannabis industry. In the episode, I have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Ivan Castleman. Ivan has a PhD in plant science, a master's in ethnobotany, and over 15 years experience in the cannabis industry. Today, Ivan is working as the chief psychedelic officer at Haven doing psilocybin cultivation research. In this episode, you are in for a treat. We start talking about Ivan's experience in the cannabis industry and how he got involved into psychedelic research. We talk all about ethnobotany, which, by the way, is the study on how plants and humans interact. How fitting. We also talk about the pillars of the psychedelic experience, importance of set and setting, and the promising research on psychedelics and mental health. This episode is jam-packed, so without further ado, Ivan Castleman, everybody. Um, yeah, so again, I just to make uh, a formal introduction, uh, Ivan, thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Super excited. <laughs> Whereabouts are you right now? Are you, uh, you Vancouver-based? Uh, I am Vancouver-based, but I'm currently working on a project in Jamaica, um, so I'm oh. currently in Kingston, Jamaica. Interesting. How yeah. are things over there? Yeah. Yeah, um, they, it, it's been really, really busy. Um, everyone mm. says, "Oh, yeah, you, you spent the last six months in Jamaica. That's great." But, but uh, it's it's been a lot of hard work, and we've been yeah. really focused in on the project. Um, mm. Jamaica is an incredible country. Yeah, wonderful people. We've been having some, you know, meeting some really interesting people and and, and mm. all that stuff. But but at the end of the day, it's it's all about focused on the. Uh, project right. getting it done but um yeah 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 we, we still get a sunday here and there at the beach sure. or whatever so it's far so, from vacation yeah, yeah. right <laughs> far from vacation yeah yeah it's not the uh, tropical paradise that everyone envisions when you say jamaica but, yeah. <laughs> yeah and and i have to ask what brings you out there um so that's I'm, I'm working on a project for haven right now okay um so we're we're, we're setting up a uh, a um, mycology lab here and um, and the the regulations are mm. such in Jamaica that it um, it it's um, conducive to us doing what we um, sort of set out to do when we, we mm. started Haven. So um, mm-hmm. this is just a way of accelerating our, our plan. Excellent. Yeah, and I definitely want to get into that because you know one of mm. one of the big things is you know like cannabis has really kind of set it's it's a precedent that we we haven't seen before we're now you know we're allowed to research you know things are being normalized and we're starting to get funding we're starting to get grants and access to yep. research and it's really great and you know i see of course psychedelics as the next frontier and so i'm i'm really hoping that things start to open up legally there as well and we can start getting funding and and, and everything like that mm-hmm. but i want to get into that a little bit later um Okay. Just just to kind of warm up. So tell me a little bit about yourself, your your kind of education, okay. your background, and how how did you get to where mm-hmm. you are now? Yeah. So um, uh, the the journey started a long, long time ago. But um, I'll, I'll just kind of go in uh, in reverse order. So mm-hmm. um, for the last um, two years, I've been working in the in the uh, the psychedelic um, space, mm-hmm. um, more on, on the starting business side of side of things in the public mm-hmm. markets. Um, I've been doing psychedelics for a very very long time. Uh, previous to that, I, I've, I've been working in the legal cannabis industry in 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 BC. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm actually the third generation of my family to work in the mm-hmm. cannabis industry, but the first one to do it mm-hmm. legally. So it's it's really cool to to yeah. to have that opportunity, and I still have some. Um, irons in the fire as it were mm-hmm. um in the cannabis realm as well because it's a you know amazing community uh mm-hmm. you know amazing product there's there's lots of really great stuff mm-hmm. so i actually so i um the, the my final degree was a phd in plant science mm-hmm. um so I, I studied in in australia um for five years um mm-hmm. and uh and and worked at a um an analytical um 
a phytoanalytical lab in Australia, um, as well as did all my PhD research. So I, mm -hmm. I did my PhD on a, uh, well, I did actually all my graduate and postgraduate work on a plant called Salvia divinorum. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so previous to Australia, I was in the UK. I did um, two master's degrees there um, at the oh. University of Kent and the University of, um, oh, sorry, the School of Pharmacy mm -hmm. um, in, in London. So, um, mm -hmm. so that kind of got me kind of started up on the the whole um, academic psychedelic thing. Mm. Um, and then previous to that, I've got a, got a few degrees um, from Canada as well, some undergrads <laughs> as well. So, um, but honestly, the the passion for plants started mm. at a very, very, very young age. Mm. Um, you know, my, my dad used to square off a couple square meters in the garden for me to grow things. Like I was always mm. planting and growing and mm -hmm. just always really, really interested in plants. And I had mm. a, uh, an incredible mentor, um, during my second undergrad, her name was Nancy Turner, and mm -hmm. she really got me focused in on on the fact that I could actually study. So, so um, largely speaking, I'm an ethnobotanist. So mm -hmm. that's how people use plants. Mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of where anthropology and botany come together. So, right. um, Nancy Turner is one of Canada's foremost ethnobotanists, mm -hmm. and she really got me focused on the the fact that I could do this as mm -hmm. a job. I could study it. It mm -hmm. was something that that was uh, like something that I could pursue. So she actually really got me kind of sparked on the whole um, um, idea to study ethnobotany. Um, and then it just, it snowballed from there and um, got to see some incredible places in the world and, mm. and studied some, some incredible things and, and really focused in on psychedelic medicine throughout my uh, graduate, my postgraduate work, mm -hmm. um, which, which now you've sort of fast forward to, you know, 2020, mm -hmm. um, you know, it's the right time. It's the right place. Mm. Um, there's a lot of amazing things happening. So I'm, I'm just glad to ha have a small part um, and all of this going forward. You know what? Right time. You're you're the right man in the right time with the right place with the right education. I think things are really looking up That's for you. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. And it's, it's not by accident that I ended up here. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I've been track, tracking the trends and, you know, following my passion for and, and you know, I've, I've had a very strong passion for, mm -hmm. you know, psychedelic plants in, mm -hmm. in particular for a very mm -hmm. long time. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice when everything you've been working on and mm. the trends you've been estimating and your passion all kind of come, come to a T, um, at, at some, at, at some point. And, 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 you mm. know, I, I'm really able to, um, to apply what I know mm. and, and help, you know, companies move forward and, and, um, and create good things. No kidding. That's yeah. And you, you, you planted these seeds so long ago. I mean, like I said, only until mm. 2018 here in Canada, you know, we were the first 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 world country to legalize cannabis. And now even, you know, we're seeing some psychedelic, um, some breakthrough psychedelic trials going through, you know, with MDMA, like the, the public yep. is really starting to realize that this has potential. But, you know, from... Yep. I don't want to say regular people, but the general population that I talk to, even mentioning mentioning psilocybin, it's it's a completely brand new word. And even saying that mush, magic mushrooms can have therapeutic uses, it's completely, it, it sounds absurd to them. So for you, how did you first yeah. propose research, you know, at, at a master's level? You know, what were kind of the reactions when you told people that that's what you're doing? Yeah, I, I basically just made the decision that I wanted to do it. And mm. no, and and when I've made that decision, nobody's going to stop me. Mm. Um, I was really lucky, um, you know. Throughout my academic career, I had mm. a lot of really good mentors and people mm. that are, and and because the 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 roots or the foundation of ethnobotany mm. um, go back to a, a gentleman named Richard Evan Schultes. Mm. He's the um, basic basically um, was the guy that that invented and and really made mm -hmm. the made the discipline into something. Mm. And his entire his entire work was in the Amazon, 
Mm. looking at psychedelic plants, looking at mm. how the indigenous people use them. So, mm. um, so there, there's always been a small niche in academia mm. that's, that, that sort of accepted this as a study and, and it, that mm. was okay. So I, I just kind of align myself with that. Um, what we're seeing now um, in, in the general public is really sort of uh, 15 or 20 years worth of work that's been mm. going on slowly in the background. Mm. And you've got organizations like um, MAPS and the Beckley Foundation mm. and Normal and, and all of these, these organizations that have been really working towards this. Um, it's, it's great that it's now sort of out of the box, as it were, mm. and, and really in the face of the public. Mm. Um, so I, yeah, I kind of, you know, there's been a, a, a number of waves of interest in psychedelics. Um, and, and so, yeah, now that we're at the tail end of that, it's, or, you know, the kind of the, the renaissance, current wave I would is, call is it. Going to, that, that's absolutely. Yeah. 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 No, it, it's definitely a, um, yeah, it's definitely a renaissance going on right now. So mm. it's, it's fantastic. I love that. No, I really love that. And so I'm really curious. So kind of where an area that I want to talk about right now is kind of traditional use of, um, of psychedelics and, you know, through ancient rituals and through shamans and then how we can kind of mm-hmm. translate that into research and, and, you know, kind of a research setting. Cause you know, what I imagine is I'm sure so many people have had transformational experiences through an ayahuasca ceremony. But if you put that same person under fluorescent bulbs in a lab, it may be hard to replicate. So for you, how do you kind of navigate, um, you know, research, you know, kind of the academia of psychedelics versus the the traditional use? Yeah, and that's a really good question. And, and it's, it's multifaceted, because, Mm -hmm. you know, there's a there's a a respect and a preservation of traditional Mm -hmm. knowledge that we have Mm -hmm. to we have to understand. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, you know, these are extraordinary plants and extraordinary compounds Mm -hmm. and have the potential to help so many people Mm -hmm. so somehow we like it's 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 been it's difficult at times but i always look at trying to bridge the gap between you know that preserving indigenous knowledge and Mm -hmm. helping that as many people as possible Mm -hmm. and from an explanation standpoint Mm -hmm. what i what i've sort of been working on is a a, a way of explaining all of this. So if you take a look at the psychedelic experience at large, mm-hmm. um, you have basically three different pillars um, that, that, that they would fall under mm-hmm. um, or categories that they would fall under. Mm-hmm. You have the spiritual use, which mm-hmm. would definitely encompass the, um, uh, the, the traditional use. And then you have the therapeutic use, mm-hmm. which is more science driven. Mm-hmm. Um, although, you know, psychologists, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's science and then, mm-hmm. you know, the psychologists do it like there's some psychology and, and psychiatry in there as well. Mm-hmm. So some social science. And then you've got the free form experience. Mm-hmm. So and, and, and it's mm-hmm. it's a you know, there's not a hierarchy. It's a fluid range between and, and each of those elements definitely have um, they, they have a benefit to the user. Mm-hmm. Um, but the spiritual and the therapeutic both are are very kind of there's there's square boxes mm-hmm. that those experiences fit in and mm-hmm. so basically what you have to be aware of is that if you're taking it out of the spiritual box and putting mm-hmm. it into the therapeutic box there mm-hmm. are differences there are changes and and there's yeah there's different ways that that those experiences mm-hmm. need to be you know guided through and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff mm-hmm. but um yeah as far as researching it goes on the spiritual realm that's more of a that's more of a social science that's more of a cultural study mm. you know when it comes to ethnobotany that would be mm. the anthropology side of the ethnobotany mm. um, whereas you know uh, in the therapeutic box 
you know, there's there's a lot more qualitative data that you can you can collect, um, and 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 it's a it's it's a more sort of I guess st- structured. I I don't like to I don't like maybe to uh, to pre- you, but you know what I mean, right? It's, I know it's what you little, mean. It's yeah. it's a little bit, a bit more, more right rigid. You can you can kind of quantify it or you can kind of qualify it a little bit better where you say, you know, if you're going through integration mm-hmm. first and you're trying to get a specific outcome, you know, then you could go through yep. psilocybin assisted psychotherapy, for example. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah. 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 I guess your outcomes are, are a major thing too, because mm-hmm. on like having done a lot of different traditional um, mm-hmm. uh, ceremonies mm-hmm. um, with, with psychedelic plants, mm-hmm. the, the spiritual, you know, that, it, it relies on the the psychedelics as an intuitive medicine mm-hmm. and to know what kind of message or healing or whatever mm-hmm. that you need whereas mm-hmm. on the therapeutic side it takes more of a you know a, a you know a psychology approach to it so right. you're actually sort of like identifying the problems mm-hmm. working through those problems mm-hmm. and and it's an adjunct to to, to talk therapy whereas right. in a spiritual realm it's you're you're kind of you're kind of i guess shot out of the cannon mm. and you know <laughs> Not hope for the best, but you know, there's right. uh, you're, you're the the healing that comes from it is mm-hmm. it is is more from your personal experience, hmm. you know, in that experience. Yeah. Right. No, that's really interesting, yeah. and I would even argue that a lot of people in the modern world with modern problems and anxieties have specific outcomes that they're looking to treat, right? Which is where that really comes into yeah. play. Whereas that's not quite the case, as far as I understand, in, in traditional or in, um, like you said, in, in, a, in a shaman setting, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and intention is always part of a psychedelic experience. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter if it's freeform experience, doesn't matter right, if it's a right. spiritual or a therapeutic one. Mm-hmm. Um, and the intention um, serves a very important function in both mm-hmm. the therapeutic and the spiritual mm-hmm. um having been through um you know a variety of different mm-hmm. different um, um experiences in those mm-hmm. both both those realms i can tell you that yes you can set ex- intentions but when the when the medicine <laughs> wants to teach you something mm-hmm. it's going to say well that's a nice intention but i'm going to mm-hmm. go over here and teach you this and yeah so mm-hmm. so you always have um yeah you always have the interaction with the plant medicine mm-hmm. um because it's you know it knows it's it's you know, it, it's encoded with, you know, millennia mm-hmm. of, of right. you know, data, basically, right. Right. and it's going to download on you how it thinks it should happen, not how you mm. think it should happen. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. And you know what? Like people have been using this um, for for hundreds or if not thousands of years without the guidance of yep. a, a psychologist or without, you know, being in a clinical setting. So it's not to say, you know, yeah, yeah. We're, we're approaching this in a very modern fashion when it comes to, to research, right? Um, yeah. So, you know, in, in that regard, what specific areas of research are you looking at and like what are the challenges that you're finding? for that yeah so um when we started haven um Mm. we 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 just made a very distinct um decision not Mm. to deal with clinical trials Mm. and and with human studies because um first there's some great companies out there they're already working on that Mm -hmm. um and second clinical trials take they 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 cost a lot of money Mm. so the the research that i'm really focused on right now Mm. um so 
I guess I'll back up a little bit and, mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. say when we when we started um, developing the concept for Haven, mm -hmm. we really all of us came out of the cannabis industry. So okay. all of us really put our heads together and mm -hmm. and asked ourselves what were the big mistakes that we made in the cannabis mm -hmm. industry or that we saw in the cannabis mm -hmm. industry, and mm -hmm. you know how are we going to prevent those same mistakes from happening okay. in the, in the psychedelic industry? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and one of them was that in the cannabis industry, you know. Mm -hmm. um, all these big companies thought they could take growers that used to grow in a 10,000 mm -hmm. square foot uh, mm -hmm. warehouse and mm -hmm. scale that up to a million <laughs> square feet and it was all going to work the same. Right. Now we all found out that that, that, that it doesn't work like that. So mm -hmm. what I'm really focused on right now is is the you know agritech growing methodology for psilocybin mushrooms. Mm -hmm. So all of our stuff is done in aseptic conditions. Um, mm -hmm. Everything is sterile. So it's, mm -hmm. it's very much an agritech process mm -hmm. as opposed to you know traditional mushrooms where you'd you'd you know get some some cow poo and you'd get some <laughs> mushroom spores yeah. and you know yeah. uh, which is fine it, it that works mm -hmm. but you know going forward we need a way of creating herbal medicine mm -hmm. so we need to have all of our quality control and our standardization right. in, in place so so like some examples of the experiments mm -hmm. that I'm doing right now. Um, I'm looking at different additives to our, our, our substrate, mm -hmm. um, you know, different, different energy sources, different grains that the, mm -hmm. the mushrooms um, mm -hmm. uh, respond well to, mm -hmm. see if we can increase the, the rate of growth in our mycelium, which inevitably means that we can crop out faster. Mm -hmm. um, and then, and then there's a lot of work to be done because each, there, you know, um, psilocybe mushrooms are one um, species, but there's mm -hmm. there's a, a, a ver tons and tons of different varieties, mm -hmm. and each mm -hmm. of these varieties come from different ecozones. So mm -hmm. e each has its own sort of special um, environmental conditions that we have to look at. So mm -hmm. um, I've, I've been really sort of focused in on on you know humidity and temperature mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and you know basic things that that are but 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 that are fundamental to the to the growing of the mushrooms. So. Um, and then the next sort of fun um, experiments and, and sort of research project that I'll be working on, um, I'm going to start to uh, take a look at some of our, our best strains mm -hmm. and seeing what happens when we start to cross them and, and start to do some systematics wow. and, and some breeding. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so yeah, there's, there's lots of really interesting stuff just in, yeah. in that little, I mean, and it's just no a little kidding. tiny realm of everything else that's no happening kidding. in the psychedelic um, space right now, but yeah. you know, it's still science that needs to be done. <laughs> and there's so there's yeah. so many areas where I want to take this right now. So from the so from the ethnobotany standpoint, so I I would mm -hmm. argue that you know if we look at how cannabis was traditionally grown in nature, and if we look at it right now, it's grotesque. You know, you've got these female plants that just have these absolute massive buds on them, so much so that the plant is bending and breaking and it's like we've we've kind of taken this plant and we've frankensteined it so that we can get these high thc percents we've kind of taken it away from yeah. what it used to be and i would even argue that i think a lot of cannabis use disorders have kind of developed from this this you know black market fueled type of cannabis so like when it comes to psychedelics i mean a is there a great variety in different psilocybin mushrooms in terms of the effects it produces and then b you know what are what are your goals um in terms of you know kind of genetically modifying it and can you kind of almost purify the the psilocybin experience through kind of selectively breeding yeah, so um, we'll back up to this, the cannabis versus yeah. uh, psilocybin um, mm -hmm. conversation because I think, you know, um, 
in a lot of ways they're similar, mm-hmm. but in a lot of ways they're different. Yeah, and yeah. the difference really comes out in the fact that you know, like yeah, I've be, yeah, I've uh, lots of experience in sort of the the progression of the mm-hmm. cannabis industry in mm-hmm. BC over mm-hmm. the last you know thir- twenty or thirty years, and that's been a, um, a you know largely a, a you know amateur botanist driven mm-hmm. um, systematics and breeding project mm-hmm. that have that has brought you know low quality cannabis and and over time has bred mm-hmm. it into a very mm-hmm. high end you know it's uh, it's it's got a very um, mm-hmm. lots of qualitative aspects of mm-hmm. the cannabis plant you know mm-hmm. you've got the terpenes mm-hmm. um, you know it's not just thc and cbd right, right. it's it's like a full like mm-hmm. you can smell it you can taste mm-hmm. it and it's it's the cannabis does have a a varied um, experience mm-hmm. based mm-hmm. on the terpene plus right. cannabinoid combination right. now um i have definitely met um very very experienced mushroom practitioners mm-hmm. that can can um that that have identified the subtle mm. differences between the strains hmm. personally i like I, I don't have that i guess i don't have the experience or the the amount mm. of like i haven't done it enough mm-hmm. um so I, I i propose that the qualitative experience that you mm. you get from mushrooms mm. is a much narrower window hmm. so whether you're taking gold golden teachers or blue mm. meanies or mm-hmm. or whatever you're mm you're probably going to get a small shift mm-hmm. based on the secondary compounds and probably the psilocybin content, the mm-hmm. concentrate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, as of now, um, there's, you know, nobody's saying, oh, well, you know, this terpene combination gives right. you this kind of nice feel. Because, like, right, you know, with right. cannabis, you can go all the way from, from like just wanting to sit on the couch mm-hmm. and watch TV yeah. all the way through to like, maybe not running a marathon, but definitely but going for go a Go for a good right? run, get some exercise. Yeah, you bet. Yeah, ex- exactly, exactly. Yeah. So there's a, th- whereas... I, I find any with mushrooms the you know I take them and my mm-hmm. my use pattern after I've taken them is fairly similar mm-hmm. in in the activities I like to do and mm-hmm. what it does to my brain and mm-hmm. and, and all of that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. now as far as so um, and as far as the genetic modification question goes, so mm-hmm. to start with, I yeah no <laughs> genetic modification from my end. Mm-hmm. I I do I um, only am engaging in you know um, plant breeding, obviously mm-hmm. the or sorry mu- I guess fungus breeding in this yeah, case yeah. Um, the fungus breeding is done in uh, sterile conditions mm-hmm. and and all that kind of stuff. So it's not just mm-hmm. like letting it, letting nature take its course. Yeah. So there is a focused project mm-hmm. in in getting it to where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just you know it's the same as nature does it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, one spore drops off of one mushroom, one spore drops off another mushroom. Mm-hmm. Those two combine, and the the combined effect is another mm-hmm. is another mushroom, and then you know the mm-hmm. generations go on and on and on. So interesting. Um, yeah, and and over time, the the like when we when we're actually able to sit down and spend mm-hmm. the next two or three or five years doing this project, these projects, mm-hmm. yeah, then what we're we're going to be aiming for is you mm-hmm. know higher psilocybin yield, or mm-hmm. maybe we're looking for a particular secondary compound that we want, mm-hmm. or maybe we want a mushroom mm-hmm. that just grows really really fast, or right. maybe we want one that grows really really big. Interesting. So um, you know, it's, these are all sort of very basic attributes, mm-hmm. but over time we're going to do the you know the the quality control and the analysis mm-hmm. um we're going to get more and more um detailed on on exactly what we want hmm. at, out of our breeding program yeah. that's that's really interesting and kind of you know as as a parallel to like we were talking about cannabis strains is there really a big difference a notable difference between different um psilocybin containing mushrooms or yeah so i mean there's there's um i guess psilocybin cubensis which mm-hmm. is that you know that that basically takes up 
you know, 95% of all of the commercial, any hmm. kind of commercial strains or mm-hmm. anything that we're finding in the market or, and anything that we're, you know, we're, we're growing yeah. at Haven. And then there's a few other, um, um, psilocybin containing, um, mm-hmm. psilocybe species, mm-hmm. um, you know, but some, you know, they're, they've, they've got to be grown, um, in symbiosis with certain, um, tree species mm-hmm. and this and that. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, they're, morphologically speaking there's mm-hmm. huge variation mm-hmm. you know like you can get you know mushrooms that are like two and three centimeters tall right you know psilocybe psilos- mushrooms mm-hmm. that are two three centimeters tall and then mm-hmm. i i've a uh, few few friends have started to um share some pictures and you know it's the size of their fist right <laughs> you know right so so and and these these are all the same species of mushrooms huh. but you know they, they've got huge morphological variation and mm-hmm. and then um i know just from personal experience that when you take you know, certain strains of mushrooms, mm-hmm. they've, and it probably has a lot to do with growing conditions, but genetics plays a part as well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's genetics versus epigenetics. Right. Um, but you, you're going to get a, you know, you're, you're going to, your concentration of psil- psilocybin is going to be higher. So you, mm. you take the same amount and you get a, a, a stronger effect or mm-hmm. you take the same amount and you get a less effect. Mm-hmm. Um, and in particular with microdosing, because, you know, you're always trying to dial that perfect microdose in. Right. So, you know, when you're dialing in a new mm-hmm. batch, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sometimes you got to add 10% or take away 10% or right. else um, <laughs> those board meetings get real, real, real weird. Right. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, you know, aside from physical characteristics, there isn't, you know, one species that would, you know, be more likely to give you, you know, a good trip or reduce the, the possibility of having a bad trip. That's, that's, we're not quite there. No. And, and honestly, like the majority of that mm. is going to be, um, it's, you know, we, we go back to Timothy O'Leary on this one. It's set mm. and setting. So right. it's, exactly. it's where you are, your mm. mind state and yeah. all of that stuff. That's mm. going to have, you know, that, that takes you 90, again, 95% of the mm. way there. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, five, 5% could be the compounds you're taking mm-hmm. or, you know, if the mushroom wasn't grown well and maybe it has some extra mold on it or something sure. weird or mm-hmm. you know th- those could definitely affect your experience mm-hmm. um but at the end of the day it's 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 more right. yeah, your mental state and and your environment yeah oh, I, I totally agree and so here, here's what i'm interested in is you know we we often broadly talk about psychedelics as a whole and we talk about psychedelic therapy but now i'm, I'm also noticing that a lot of clinics are now doing you know, ketamine assisted psychotherapy versus, so Mm -hmm. where, how do we find what works better for what purpose? So is there, you know, a real big difference in outcomes on uh, ketamine assisted psychotherapy versus psilocybin? Are we even there yet? Are we going to be finding different uses for different psychedelics going forward? Yeah, and, and I really hope that that you know this research trend continues, and the mm. capital markets keep on funding this research because I think mm. it's really important going forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, like ketamine is being used right now. It's it's you know the 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 tip of the spear, as it were. Mm-hmm. When it comes, when you compare it, its usefulness to other psychedelics, mm. it's you know it's it. The reason that it's used is because it's already an accepted medicine. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, doctors in Canada can already prescribe it, right. although only under very um, you know, mm-hmm. specific conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so it makes sense to, to start with ketamine. Mm. Um, and it does have, um, it does have several indications that it's good for mm. going forward. Yeah. I fully see that you'll come to a, a you know, a, a specialist in psychedelic medicine mm. and you'll, and, and, and they'll end up, you know, doing tests and talking to you and whatever mm. they need to do. Mm-hmm. And then they send you off and they're like, nope, psilocybin's the one for you. Nope. Mm. LSD is the one for you. Nope. We're going to try MDMA 
Yeah. So I, th- I think going forward, just like when you go to the doctor, you know, mm-hmm. um, you know, they might prescribe you, you know, a certain antibiotic or, mm-hmm. you know, a certain steroid mm-hmm. cream or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that that site oh, in time will mm-hmm. will find that we'll start matching indications with mm-hmm. a, a, um, a psychedelic. And, and with psychedelic medicine, it's more than just sort of passing out a, a, a little like a tiny white pill. Right. It's really a case of mir- marrying the, mm-hmm. the compound mm-hmm. with the therapeutic methodology yes. that you know, that facilitates the healing. Right, right. Because you wouldn't say, you know, I'm going to prescribe you with, you know, um, five milligrams of psilocybin and, you know, go take this with your buddies at a dive bar on a Friday night. I don't think that yeah, would be very exactly. healing, right? No. Well, I mean, it, it could, yeah, I mean, a freeform experience can mm. always give you, a, the you know, a type of healing. Okay, but let's, no, let's uh, talk as about far that. As far as I want to dive into free form versus kind of assisted because I I do think there could still be great benefits um, from free form. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if if, if you back up maybe even five years, Mm. almost all psychedelic use is free free form, right? I mean, yes, uh, outside the the spiritual and the the therapeutic, right? Mm. So, you know, and and it's, I think in now we're really, really focused on the medical Mm. side of things and that's Mm. super important. Mm -hmm. But what I think is also important is that we have to we have to recognize that you know taking psychedelics and and going to a you know a concert and mm-hmm. you know dancing for the mm-hmm. whole night you know mm-hmm. that's a that's benefit you know I mm-hmm. I derive a lot of benefit from you know hiking into the middle of the into mm-hmm. the woods and mm-hmm. spending some time just me myself and I mm-hmm. and and some 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 psychedelics mm-hmm. and you know just just giving myself the freedom to be on my own and and mm-hmm. to sort of follow the experience where where it needs to go mm-hmm. um and it's an incredible bonding experience between you know mm-hmm. between friends mm-hmm. um and and it just opens up the appreciation for whatever activity that you're doing so yeah. i think the free freeform experience sometimes it's it's not it's you know in some circles um the, the psychedelic world is very fragmented into these very mm. specific tribes mm. so some tribes will say no 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 free form is no good mm. the only way to do it is this particular spiritual box or this particular therapeutic box but mm-hmm. i think we really have to be open to allowing ourselves to 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 figure out the path forward mm-hmm. cuz what we have to remember is like the psychedelics the psychedelic experience mm-hmm. is not necessarily um, just created by taking a psychedelic compound, mm-hmm. right? We have mm-hmm. trance dancing, people get, you know, running, mm-hmm. meditation, mm-hmm. yoga, all of these kind of things. And, mm-hmm. and it's really up to us to find our own key to the doors of perception. Right. And the, the mode that we take those psychedelics is a very important factor in that. Mm-hmm. So if it is, you know, taking taking some um some lsd and going to a concert Hmm. you know and you know there there's a there's a benefit in that yeah Um, it's a different benefit than if you if then if you take psilocybin and and sit sit down with a therapist for Mm -hmm. for hours at a time or if you go into the the jungles of peru and and Mm -hmm. um, take ayahuasca Mm -hmm. but yeah we can't discount one experience um in favor of the other yes there's that's what i advocate for anyways i you know what i really love that because i don't i don't want there to be any any looking down upon one group versus the other, because like you said, it's, it's case by case. And, you know, if someone, I I definitely think that someone going through, you know, a psilocybin experience with five close friends in, you know, on a hike can be just as beneficial as sitting down, um, with, you know, with a therapist, maybe even more so. Right. Um, yeah, exactly. 
Yeah. Yeah. And once 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 we've been introduced to the psychedelic experience, maybe through a, a spiritual experience mm-hmm. or, or through a therapeutic experience, mm-hmm. I mean, the entire 60s um, psychedelic movement mm-hmm. happened because universities and the CIA started mm-hmm. feeding LSD to to researchers <laughs> yes. or to like to yeah, yeah to do research on it right so <laughs> yeah. you know kind of kind of let the cat out of the bag so mm. yeah i think you know it's it's all it's really on the individual mm-hmm. to find their path forward yeah. and just and we we live in a society where we we ha- don't have very much information or training mm. on psychedelics mm. you know in a traditional society you know, if we we lived in the middle of the Amazon, mm-hmm. you know, at a very young age, we'd mm-hmm. have been introduced to it. We've been mm-hmm. sh- we've been um, like showed, you know, this is how mm-hmm. this works, and this right, is how right. we this is how the proper use. Very similar to how Europeans train mm-hmm. um, their their youth to drink mm-hmm. drink alcohol, right? Right. Um, whereas, yeah. Whereas in in um, in our society, it's been you know the war on drugs propaganda machine has basically. Mm-hmm stopped any kind of mm-hmm. you know meaningful education mm-hmm. or or hmm. training for people going forward so you know it's really it, it takes a lot of experimentation and all that kind of stuff i think right. in in the very near future what we're going to find is that there's more and more people with this experience mm-hmm. and so they can pass that on to other people because hmm. you know it's really good to go tripping with somebody that's already had the experience <laughs> right. right and they know what right. to expect and all that kind of stuff right so yeah um so yeah that, that's an interesting point. No, that's a really interesting point about kind of growing with it and it being normalized and that we've really been set back so long just because of the oh, war yeah. on drugs and people's thoughts and yeah. perceptions of it, right? Because I, I think I, I remember, I mean, even just look at cannabis being schedule one along with heroin, that's going to stick with people yeah. for a long time, that perception that this is it very is. bad. and the the whole well lsd well that's intense or you know um mushrooms like that's scary like that's really serious stuff a lot of people still think that this is a really hard really dangerous drug that's going to take a long time to kind of go away it is yeah it typically takes uh, it'll take an entire generation to kind of cleanse the palate Mm -hmm. um and because you know like um so i'm gen x um Mm -hmm. so my generation we were we were definitely you know, inundated with mm-hmm. war on drugs propaganda. In fact, right. they they basically they perfected the art of propaganda <laughs> on on our generation, right? Uh. So um so you know yeah it's going to take you know um, I guess yeah you know the next that next uh-huh. generation to kind of mm-hmm. cleanse the palate um, mm-hmm. before we can really start to get into sort of that you know a meaningful direction yeah. society wise and mm-hmm. and really accepting these things as a medicine as an right. adjunct to a healthy happy life right, and right. and good mental health and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, we'll just look at the direction that we're heading now, more towards wellness, more towards alternative medicine, more towards prevention, less towards prescriptions. Yep. It kind of seems like the natural progression, right? Yeah, and and I mean, yeah, it's it's ironic because we progressed away from it, you mm. know, post World War II into right. sort of like a you know be- better living through chemistry kind of mm-hmm. kind of project, mm-hmm. and then you know now we're we're finally we're we're kind of coming back around and realizing yeah mm-hmm. no it's actually the herbal medicine and mm-hmm. and you know that the one of the 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 main tenets of starting Haven was mm-hmm. that we really wanted to focus on natural healthcare products mm-hmm. you know and the and the herbal medicine route mm-hmm. for you know medicine in general but but mm-hmm. for psychedelics yeah. And it's a, yeah, it's a it's a growing trend all around the world. Everyone's yeah. was really coming line, aligned with uh-huh. you know na- 
and, and using herbs to maintain health as opposed yes. to pharmaceuticals to cu- cure something or, or, or something like that. Exactly. And I'm, I'm a big proponent. It's another mushroom species. It's lion's mane. And we're finding a lot of oh, yeah. I love really mine. interesting I love research. I've started, I, I've been taking it for about a month or two, um, only, you know, a couple mm-hmm. of days a week. But even then, I, I've definitely noticed benefits, especially when doing podcast episodes that in and, and combining it with CBD, yeah. I've noticed I, I'm just sharper, more in tune, better, you know, I get a better yeah. flow of conversation. But if you talk about lion's mane with anybody, there's a very good chance that 1% of people know what you're talking about. But nootropics in general yeah. or ashwagandha or any of these, you know, th- they're starting to be more mainstream. And I really like that, that we're going that way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and at the very beginning, we were talking about sort of the how we've got the the um, you know traditional use and all that kind of stuff. Mm. You know, the 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 amazing thing about humans is that when we meet other humans and they have something that's cool, we're like, oh, that's cool. (laughs) Do you mind if we also use that? So I think we're, you know, we're in a process now that we've got a a, a Mm. truly globalized world. Mm. We can say, oh, well, there's this great Asian you know, plant that we can use or mm-hmm. this, this awesome, this awesome tree mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. Africa or, mm-hmm. you know, something from Europe or South America, mm-hmm. you know, and we can, we can really um, curate mm-hmm. a, a natural health product mm-hmm. regime for, you know, things mm-hmm. that we're, int- you know, interested in maintaining, you know, health, right. healthy habits we're interested in maintaining or certain right. things that we want to improve in our life. So we're, mm-hmm. we're at a very, very interesting time in the world um, and the other thing is that all of these herbs and, and mm. medicines and mm. whatever else are, are, mm. are able to, you know, flow back and forth between countries, um, you know, be international trade as well. So yes. yeah, we're very lucky to be, um, to be alive and, and, <laughs> uh, and yeah, this trend towards natural health, I think is a, mm. it, it is a very, very good thing from humanity. Yeah. You know, you or I are talking about this push towards alternative wellness and prevention and exercise and, you know, mindfulness and meditation, but why is it that, we talk about this to the general population. I think probably most people that I come across and they still think of it as, I don't know another word, but bullshit or even doctors that look at naturopaths or, or chiropractors, any, any practitioner of alternative medicine. And they think it's, they disregard it. Why is it that we have this refusal to let go of prescriptions and doctors in the current Western healthcare model? Like why, why do we have this refusal to let go? Are we just too early to the game? (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, it, it might be a little bit of that. I mean, like, um, let's let's start with the fact that you know allopathic medicine, you know, mm. Western yeah. pharmaceutical medicine, you know, definitely has its place in our right. society. Of course. Um, so there's there's definitely a narrow scope as far as how the doctors are trained and how, how you know how doctors and pharmacists and stuff. Mm. Like, they're mm. very much conditioned to mm. really focus in on on just the allopathic medicine right. and nothing nothing else. So right. I think a lot of it has to do with con- the conditioning of the professionals that are mm. actually in the mm. in the discipline to begin mm. with. Um, and again, and then we go back to you know the our uh, what we were talking about with the war on drugs mm. and the propaganda machine that's conditioned mm. our society. Again, you know we you know uh, you know even even my generation were well conditioned mm. to to view you know that little tiny white pill pharmaceutical right. um, that you know, that's the cure. Mm. That's what we mm. need to take. We mm. need to, if, if we're sick, we need to find that mm. little tiny white pill. Right. The, I think with herbal medicine, you know, there's definitely great natural paths out there and, and, mm. you know, people that are helping, but when it comes to natural medicine, I think the onus is a little bit more on the individual. Mm. So maybe sometimes right. people aren't, 
um, you know, they're, they're not as comfortable mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. sort of digging into it and doing it or, or whatever. So right. I, but I, I definitely see the trend, trend changing, mm. um, especially, you know, people that are like sort of half my age, sort of like the, you know, the mm. now, now in their mid twenties right. uh, are really starting to come to it a lot sooner. Right. Like, mm. I mean, through my mid twenties, I wasn't really thinking about my health or anything like that. Whereas mm. I, the, the 20 year olds anyways, that I'm interacting with today, mm-hmm. they're, they're definitely more tuned to that. And so I think again, in time mm. and over, you know, over another generation, mm. we'll probably start to see that shift. Mm. And then we'll start to see allopathic medicine have a very mm. narrow mm. band of things that it treats and it's good for. And then every, mm. because, you know, allopathic medicine is about making you better. Mm-hmm. The rest, you know, herbal medicine is about maintaining your health. Yeah. So they're two very different philosophies. Mm. And yeah, we can we can get um, into depth about the <laughs> Cartesian um, split and all that kind of stuff. But yeah, I, I, a conversation for another day. Yeah, yeah, you bet. You bet. I, I want to tie back into um, one more thing about, you know, I, I mentioned people looking at, um, you know, mushrooms or LSD and, 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 you know, having their preconceived notions. I admittedly do have some preconceived notions about salvia, which I know you're, you're very interested in. Ah, yes. So what, and that, that's, that's one of the last things that I want to talk about, because what I know about salvia, um, and my only knowledge of it was one little nugget from a news headline where a celebrity took, um, in a bong, a big hit of salvia, and then she essentially went crazy. That, that, that is the only thing in my mind about salvia but i know that it can be very therapeutic and it's very interesting can you tell me what it is about salvia that makes it so interesting yeah the most interesting thing about salvia is that it's the only known psychedelic diterpene Hmm. so when we're when we're getting high um or you know when when we're experiencing the effects of other psychedelics they're Hmm. alkaloids Hmm. whereas Hmm. this one is a diterpene so it's you know very similar to the terpenes that we find in cannabis the aromic compounds Mm -hmm. this particular terpene um uh is an agonist for the kappa opiod receptor okay and the way that it interacts with that receptor Hmm. creates a disassociative psychedelic experience Hmm. um and and i think that that's the the big thing is like so dmt and salvia are both very disassociative Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, mushrooms and LSD are not mm. disassociative. Right. So you can take mushrooms or LSD and go, go for a walk in the forest. Mm. When you take DMT or salvia, mm. it's, it's not, not advised. Mm-hmm. Really, it's, <laughs> it's sort of like you want to be on the floor right. and, and just very relaxed. Um, yeah, and the other interesting thing about salvia is it's very short acting. Mm. So if you mm. get into a bad trip, um, well, okay. So I, you know, if you get into a difficult trip, sure, uh, with with LS, LSD or mushrooms, you're in it for you know eight to ten hours, right? Right. So as your anxiety increases, it creates the fight or flight response, mm. and it just it, it mess, messes with the whole mm-hmm. um, experience. Yeah. Salvia and and DMT as well, because they act they're they're very short acting mm-hmm. your body actually never gets into that fight or flight response mm. which is i think is a good thing mm. um yeah and i mean i did my 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 first bit of research on salvia was mm. for my master's degree mm-hmm. and i actually i literally watched hundreds of youtube videos um <laughs> which documented this yeah. and I, I well i used it as my you know my my um my study that was mm-hmm. my field right um that that i studied 
So that was my field work. And, uh-huh. um, and yeah, there's a lot of varied um, experiences. Uh-huh. I'll, I'll tell you that the experience that you were talking about where the, um, mm-hmm. where the celebrity mm-hmm. um, hits a bong, that's, that, that sort of falls in the, you know, the two or 3% of experiences where right. somebody's had a very bad experience. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's just because they're not, again, it's set in setting, right? Exactly. You it know, was at a party. A, it should, was literally should, at a house party. They yeah, were probably consuming exactly, alcohol. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, salvia, traditionally salvia is used um, by shamans and they take their practitioner or the, the people that they're going to give the salvia to, they take mm-hmm. them way, way up in the, in the forest. Mm. There's no, it's very dark. There's no sounds mm. around. They create a, a you know, a, a, a conditions where mm. the, um, where the, there's a you know, sensory deprivation right. basically. Right. Um, and then that allows you to really focus in on w- the experience at hand mm-hmm. um, and not worry about, you know, having to, you know, walk or talk mm-hmm. or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So. And can you describe no, the experience? No, but, so my, you know, my understanding is you talked about, and I know DMT has been called as the business, businessman's trip because it only lasted 15 minutes. Whereas, you know, like you said, LSD 10 yeah. hours. And, you know, my understanding of DMT is that, you know, you, you hear people, like you said, essentially shooting off, um, you know, into a rocket and they can, you know, um, yeah. transcend time, etc. Does Salvia have a similar kind of experience? What, it, what can you describe it? Yeah. So, I would say, subjectively speaking, mm-hmm. um, they're very similar. Same length of time, mm-hmm. same like vivid hallucinations. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, yeah, qual- qualitatively speaking, they're they're the same. Mm-hmm. Quant- well, let's I guess maybe quantitatively sure. speaking, they're the same. Qualitatively yeah. speaking, they're very very different. Interesting. Um, I've always struggled um, because I've never had the language to fully describe the psychedelic experience, and mm-hmm. I don't think there is enough human language to, to fully <laughs> truly describe it. But yeah. it's um. Yeah, it's a very, like, as compared to other psychedelic experiences, mm-hmm. including mm-hmm. DMT, mm-hmm. salvia is a very, very unique experience. Mm-hmm. And it's one that doesn't, it's it's not a similar experience every mm-hmm. time. Like, mm-hmm. it's a highly varied experience, mm-hmm. where even with, like, DMT, um, uh, mushrooms, LSD, mm-hmm. mescaline, you know, you get some mm-hmm. very like maybe not memes but you get a mm-hmm. uh, you know what to expect right whereas with salvia it's that's not the case you roll the dice eh? <laughs> that's right that's right yeah yeah but you know i've, I've never had a, like like providing you set yourself up for success right right like the the um, the experience is always mm. very valuable hmm. yeah yeah that's excellent. I love that. And oh, there, there is, um, there's so many, so many ways that I, I wanted to take this. What one last kind of note? I wanted to go off on a tangent about you know kind of, yeah, uh, you know cannabis use for for wellness and for benefit. And I think you know one of the, I, I think it's really. I don't know. Do people abuse it? Should people be, should we be selling cannabis in hundreds of thousands of kilograms? Should people be consuming it five days a week? Do you think that the benefit kind of disappears from there or is it better used as kind of a larger volume less often? Just curious what you think. Yeah, that's the cannabis question is difficult. I think that, um, that not definitely not everyone should Mm -hmm. be using it all the time. I like, you know, um, if you habituate the use of anything, mm. then um, then it's bad. Right. Full, full stop. Um, so I think you, yeah, you have to you have to definitely temper your use patterns. <laughs> yeah. But I also know somebody that can have one hit off a joint and be totally stoned, and I know people that can smoke three or four yeah. joints and not. So I, I think one. a lot of it has to do mm-hmm. with the. Te- 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm the second yeah. one. Right. So the, I think the, your, your metabolism has a right. lot to do with it as well. Interesting. So, um, yeah. So, I, you know, but the habitual use of anything mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. is not a healthy thing right. to do. Right. So I think you really have to, hmm. you know, you have to temper your... Yeah, your your use patterns and really sure. understand. Yeah, yeah understand it was a complex question for a yeah. short period of time. So, <laughs> yeah, don't, don't indeed, worry. But hey, indeed, yeah, th- this was so pleasant. Um, I'm just gonna stop. Ivan Castleman, everybody. If you want to hear more from Ivan and see what he's up to at Haven, you can follow him on social media platforms. It is Dr. Ivan Castleman. And if you want to see what's going on at Haven, it's H A V N Life. And as always, if you want to hear more from me, it's Coffee Cannabis Podcast on Instagram, coffeecannabispodcast.ca. Drop me a line. Who do you want to see more of? What do you want to see next? New episode in two weeks.